Hello and welcome to Planning to the Max. My name is Samantha from Events by Tiger and I absolutely love logistics, events logistics that is. We are living in such a strange time at the moment with COVID-19, but I think there is a great opportunity to highlight the events industry in a way we haven't before. Planning to the Max is about celebrating the events we know and love, but also celebrating the events that have managed to pivot their offering during this tough time. Let's dive into it. On March 17, 2020, Racing Victoria made the decision to continue their meets in Victoria without crowds. A range of protocols were put in place to achieve this while protecting the well-being of industry staff, participants and the wider community. There have been rules put in place for each mini sector of the racing industry, included but not limited to jockeys, trainers, owners and service providers. These rules and protocols continue to be reviewed and updated. We are fortunate to catch up with Victorian-based Group 1 trainer Troy Corstens from Malua Racing today on Planning to the Max. Troy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. <laughs> well, as we know, it's strange, strange times and we've, um, you know, we've spoken about COVID a lot across the, the community, but I do have to ask all my guests um, what initially went through their mind back when COVID hit in March and your thoughts about how it would initially affect your business and the industry? Yeah, it was a, it was a, well, I suppose a, a bit of a surreal time, to be honest. Uh, the, the instant thought was, uh, it looks like racing's going to get shut down. And we, we I had several meetings uh, of contingencies of, of basically what-if scenarios. So we sat down and, and we planned very hard, which uh, luckily came to no avail, but I think we were we were pretty much prepared for whatever was going to happen. So we're in a quite a good space. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of horses at your properties um, that obviously owners own, and um, a lot of them don't have the luxury of maybe taking them to their own properties if um, racing was to stop. What sort of financial implications would a stop have on you and um, how would you kind of accommodate those owners that can't take those horses home? It would have been a, it would have been a huge financial burden. Um, if, if our owners uh, stop paying, obviously it, it, it creates a, a massive debt against our name because the, the level of care for our horses is always going to be paramount. and We're not going to change that. So if I have to pay for that myself, I'm going to have to. And um, obviously that requires staff and, they, and they're not going to do it. But mind you, I, I've got to say, my staff, um, they were fantastic. They said if we had a lockdown and, and it did come to that, that they would have quite happily cared for the horses um, free of charge. So that was, a, that was an amazing effort from them. And it, thank God that didn't have to happen. But, uh, you know, without, without our owners, uh, paying, we would have definitely gone under. So we were very, very lucky that we were allowed to continue. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the strength of the sport that um, you've got animal lovers working in there and they'd just be there to make sure that the uh, the horses were happy. Um, you know, we, we spoke just before we jumped on the line. It's been business as usual for you. Fortunately, the nature of riding horses lends itself to social distancing. But what protocols have you had to put in place in the Malua Racing Stables and have you had to make radical changes? Oh, Sam, look, to be honest, we went through equine influenza in our industry probably 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, now, basically shut New South Wales down. Victoria instantly had to bring into procedures so that we could keep going. So the majority of our staff had been through it before. So the instant COVID hit with us, basically we flicked a switch and everybody knew what to do. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And what about getting out to the race meets? How have you extended that um, that protocol over to getting to race meets? Race meets are pretty much the, the, our stable staff take our horses to the races. So nothing changes as far as that goes. As far as we do do a little bit things a little bit differently with our horses going between properties or going out to adjustment farms, and our driver will stay in the truck, and the person from that farm will take the horse off and unload them themselves. Oh, cool. Now, we, uh, you're our lifeline to um, going to the races right now. So can you paint us a picture of what it feels like when you're, uh, when you're rocking up? I mean, you're still there to win, but what is it like when you're, when you're going to somewhere with no crowds? It's eerie. It's very, very different. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really thankful that we've been able to continue, but it's just not the same when there's a, when there's a crowd there, there's no better feeling when you win a good race, um, you know, with a short horse and everybody's cheering and <laughs> clapping and to not have that there, it's really weird. Are they still running the the loudspeaker, the PA? Yeah, they do. They they still run the uh, loudspeaker. So, but again, you you know, usually that's a soft, faint thing that you hear in the background, mm. but it's uh, booming now because nobody else is there. Crazy. And you've got, you mentioned earlier, you've got a lot of loyal owners. Obviously, communications for them has changed because they can't get out and see their horses. How have you kept them engaged during the last uh, four months? So we sat down and, and again, had a meeting about how we could um, give our owners the best possible communication. And we, we've actually employed a, a, our, our assistants Beyonce, uh, she also happens to be one of our great track riders, Raquel Bennett. So she's been going to the races and filming basically back in the stalls, getting saddled up, uh, walking around, exercising before the race, parts of the race, and then the cool down afterwards and just trying to make that race day experience. And it's probably, it's a, a three minute sort of video, but mm -hmm. it just gives uh, our owners that little bit extra and, and they can see what's going on at the races. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. And you've been doing some um, extra content with uh, jockeys as well. I've seen. Um, have that? How have the jockeys been taking this time? And 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 you know, how have you found keeping them engaged as well? Yeah. Look, obviously, uh, we we speak a hell of a lot to the jockeys, and we we also record uh, jockeys' assessments after the race so that we can get them to our owners instantly. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's kind of like the, the owner standing in the mounting yard and the jockey coming back to them. So we try and get them out uh, within sort of two minutes or three minutes after the race. 
Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, now let's turn our sort of thought over to Spring Carnival. Um, I've given into the fact that it's going to be a Spring Carnival on the couch with uh, champagne and um, the bedding up next to me. But what um, what indication has Racing Victoria given to you guys of what what Spring Carnival, Melbourne Cup Carnival, will look like? Yeah, to be honest. Uh, nobody's got a clue. Um, we can all sit back and hypothesise exactly what's going to happen, but it, nobody really knows. I think once we, until we get out of this six-week stage yes. four lockdown, I don't think anybody's got any answers and everybody's learning as we go. I think um, we're just very, very lucky that we've been allowed to keep going. Mm. So uh, as long as we can keep going in any way, I'm not going to whinge, I'm not going to complain. If it's with people there, fantastic. I really, really look forward to it. If people can't be there, we've just got to keep going and do what we can do to, to keep our sport going and keep our animals healthy. Absolutely. Now, I have to ask, what are the hot tips in your stable? Who should we look out for and who should we be cheering, um, cheering for from the, uh, from the TV screen? I've got a really good young team coming through, Sam, at the moment. So... Uh, you probably need to look out for a colt by the name of Ranting. He's a, he's a beautiful colt. You'll, you'll really uh, do well to follow him. And I've got two fillies in particular that are sprinters. One's called I Can Too. The other one's called Swat Stat. They're both um, exceptional fillies. Uh, I've got a, a nice staying filly called Succeed Indeed, which you'll see later in the spring, hopefully in an oak. Uh, as far as older horses go, I've got a, a really nice stayer called Look Sharpish. So there's, there's probably four or five that uh, your listeners can follow and uh, I'll be happy if they're following them into the right races in the spring. Well, Troy, you've always made me a lot of friends uh, in the mounting yard and um, in the birdcage in previous years. So um, I'll definitely be following along and um, putting my little tipple of money on, on, your, on your runs. <laughs> Oh, fantastic, Sam. Make sure you keep the support up. We need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Troy, thank you for taking the time. I know you're in between stables and you've got horses to work and you've got full-on days. So I appreciate taking the time to come on Planning to the Max podcast and giving us an insight on, on the racing industry in Victoria. And we wish you all the best for upcoming spring season, whatever that may look like for us. And um, yeah, good luck for the, the rem remainder of the year. Fantastic, Sam. Thank you for that. Not a problem. Bye. It's been quite hard on everyone, but obviously necessary for us to keep going the way that we are. And I think the strict protocols that we've put into place have made it um, viable for everybody to keep training and obviously keep the show on and keep so many people in work. We have strict protocols in place here, obviously uh, sanitising before they all come in, temperature checks when they come in. The VRC are also doing temperature checks so our staff get checked twice. If they're not feeling well, they, they ring us and tell us the night before. No one's to come in if, they're, um, if they've got a runny nose, they're not to be coming into the stables. The riders all have their own tack, two lots of saddles, two lots of packings and fresh towels for each morning. At the end of each morning, all the gears get sanitised and disinfected. We're trying to bunch our staff together just to limit the spread between our staff. 
Hub's been in constant contact with the trainers through uh, emails, and we've also been doing uh, teleconference hookups every week. So the VRC's been doing an absolute uh, stack to make sure that everything can keep running.